Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. In the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us gathered here today said, Amen. Do you have a whispering place? A place where you can find solace and solitude, a place where you can just wrap yourself up and and open yourself up to maybe God to speak to you or for you to reflect on your day or whatever it is you need to reflect on. Do you have a whispering place? In 1956, an environmentalist, Sergog Olson, built a small cabin on the banks of a lake in northern Minnesota. The naming of the lake home is customary in the land of a thousand lakes. Most names are rather predictable, but Olson wanted to be a little bit more intentional. And so his objective with building the cabin was quite clear, to hear all that was worth listening for. So he named it Listening Point. Maybe you know her, Susanna Wesley, the mother of Methodism, John Wesley's mother, who helped raise over 18 kids in a small household in England. Solitude was probably really hard to come by. But her whispering place, her her whispering spot was a small rocking chair in the middle of a room. When she threw the blanket over herself, it turned into her tent of meeting. And perhaps we think that that's what inspired John to kneel next to his bed. So Susanna would take, sit in this rocking chair with, 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 and put a blanket over her, and, and that was her spot. And I'm sure that was her sign to her children, do not bother mother. Because we all have those moments. We all need those places. God is calling us to a place of rest. And, and in his book, Mark Batterson, uh, his book, um, Whispering Spot, He wrote this really great line. Your whispering spot will be as unique as you are, but you need to find a time and a place. And so for the next five weeks, I want to invite you to find your whispering spot, to open yourself up to God and where God is calling you. We have these great devotional books, and, and we kind of gave them to you last week on Sunday and said to start on Monday, and, and um, you can find those back on that white table there in the narthex. And I want to encourage you to, to go through those devotional books and find your quiet place and your quiet time. I know for me over this last week, I, I, when I did mine, mostly I did it in my office, and I would sit there with my prayer shawl. I have this nice prayer shawl that was made for me uh, from a church that I pastored at, and I wrapped the prayer shawl around me, and I walked through the devotional. And this week, the devotional just, I mean, it just hit me. Every day, it seemed to hit me in the right spot, in the spot that I needed to hear. And so I want to invite you to open yourself up to that. And if we run out of those, just let us know. We've got some more in the office for you. But this, today, we're going to talk about being still and opening up ourselves to where God may be in our lives. And so let's dive into the reading of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength a help always near in times of great trouble. That's why we won't be afraid. 
When the world falls apart, when the mountain crumbles into the center of the sea, when the waters roar and rage, the mountains shake because of its surging waters, there is a river whose streams gladden God's cry. The holiest dwelling of the Most High, God is in that city. It will never crumble. God will help when morning dawns. Nations roar. Kingdoms crumble. God utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of heavenly forces is with us. The God of Jacob is our place of safety. Come, see the Lord's deeds. What devastation he has imposed on the earth, bringing wars to an end in every corner of the world, breaking the bow and shattering the spear, burning chariots with fire. That's enough. Know now that I am God. I am exalted among all nations. I am exalted throughout the world. The Lord of heavenly forces is with us. The God of Jacob is our place of safety. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now for those of you that grew up with the King James Version, you know that the way that the Common English Bible translated Psalm 46, verse 10, is a little bit disturbing for you because you know it as still and know that I am God. That's how it is. That's how the NIV translated it. That's how the New Revised Standard translated it. To be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations and I am exalted in the earth. But this week, when I was going through my devotional book, I challenged myself to look at different translations because for the first couple of days, we read through this psalm over and over again. And what I discovered is that my handy-dandy NRSV Bible says, the, the traditional, be still and know that I'm God, the, the version that we use here in worship, the one that I've really fallen in love with, is it changes it. It says, that's enough and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted throughout the earth. But then we find Eugene Peterson's take on it. Remember, he's the one that paraphrased the message. He said, step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics, above everything. Kind of adds to a twist to it, doesn't it? But it gets even better. As I pointed out to you, the common English translated it, that's enough and know that I am God. I'm exalted among the nations. I'm exalted throughout the world. And then, just recently, Robert Atler, a known um, Hebrew Bible scholar, just completed over 20 years' worth of work of working uh, through uh, ancient text and and getting a firm uh, understanding of the Hebrew Bible. He translated this verse as, Let go and know that I am God. I loom among the nations, I loom upon the earth. You know what the psalm is really calling us to do? It's calling us to find our whispering place. It's calling us to be open to where God may be in our lives. It's calling us to do what we need to do to be still and know God. But, you know, this is one of those verses that we could get into trouble with because if we don't look at the full context of the verse, we may get a little lost and don't know what the psalmist is speaking to. And we see that in in verse 1 that it's reminding us that God is our refuge and our strength, a help always near in times of great trouble. God is always with us. 
And that's something that we say all the time, but do we really believe it? Do we really believe that God is our refuge? Do we really believe that God is our strength? And if we really believe it, then why can't we be still? Why can't we say that's enough to injustice? Why can't we say, let go? Maybe because we're not there yet. Maybe because we're so afraid to let go of that control that we have and, and, and we don't want God to have it because we've seen what God's done to other people's lives that we don't want that for us. We don't want those, those crazy callings and, and those, those ventures out and, into mission in the ministry because that's a scary place. But what if God is calling us? And I love how Eugene Peterson put it. Step out of the traffic. Let God have whatever it is that's keeping us from living a faithful life. Tear down those walls. Let God tear down those walls and, and, and enter into our lives in such a way that, that, that make us be the person that God created us to be. When we seek refuge in God, God will be there to take care of us. It's like that good old hymn, God will take care of you through every day. And I think that that's something that we have to hang on, that, that the stillness isn't necessarily about like stopping and just sitting there and saying, okay, God, speak. Nothing. But it's being intentional about it, setting aside a time and opening ourselves up and saying, God, here I am. Use me. Work on me. Mold me into the creation that you want to be and, and open ourselves up that even in the midst of our crazy lives that sometimes we need to stop. Or maybe we've stopped too much and we need to let go and say that's enough and see where God may be leading us. Maybe you're a fast-paced person. You're always on the move. You like to keep going because that's who you are. Maybe you need to slow down a little bit and open yourself up to where God may be leading you and calling you because when we do that, we find ourselves centered and focused upon God. Or maybe we're um, what I call moderately paced person and we just sit there waiting. All right, God, I asked you to work. Work. I'm right here, waiting, sitting, being still. Maybe we need to step out and get into the traffic. That's scary, isn't it, for those of you that are that way? It's scary to take that step and that leap of faith. But, but know this, and, and this is where the psalm comes into play. God is our refuge and our strength, and that if we take that step out, God will be there, and it will be okay. But maybe we need to slow down. Maybe we live lives that are constantly moving. Maybe we're so afraid of what we got on our next calendar. Maybe that's God calling us, hey, stop. Pay attention to me because I'm what's important, not what's on your schedule, not the next thing. But be still and know me. A couple years ago, when McDonald's began to open 
in Italian cities, the slow food movement started promoting traditional Italian meals that lasted for hours. Slow food was designed to oppose fast food and its values of haste. And based on the, slow, the success on the slow food movement, some cities in Italy, including a small city called Grieve, started the slow city movement. A slow city committed, is committed to preserving its architectural heritage, typical dishes, and inherited customs. The mayor of this small town um, was the founder of these network of slow cities. But as a New York Times Post reported, that there had been backlash on the slow city movement because, in all honesty, when they tried to slow down, it actually sped them up. And as the mayor re- re- reminded, he said, everybody's running. They're taking time. We've got all these visitors that want to come and slow down, and, and we're, that has caused more work for us, and we're always busy. We're always going somewhere. And we have yet to slow down. And sometimes when we slow down, that can be really hectic for us. And so I think to be still and know that I'm God, we have to find our whisperings post. We have to look inside ourselves and ask ourselves, what do we need to do? Maybe we do need to slow down. Maybe we need to open up our space and ourselves to God, and and maybe we need to create that space and be intentional about that space, or maybe we actually need to step out and get out of the boat, as Jesus would say to the disciples. I don't know where you're at. That's between you and God. But I want to encourage you to wherever you feel that push, wherever you feel that pull, that's the direction you need to go. That is God saying, hey, I need you. I know for me, I have to intentionally slow down. In order for me to be spiritually healthy, I have to be still and know that I am God. If I had a tattoo, that's probably what my tattoo would say, be still. Psalm 4610. Because I would need to look and remind myself every day. Because I seem like I'm always going and always thinking, but I find peace in slowing down and listening and slowing myself down to a pace that sometimes is troubling. I have to admit, sometimes I don't want to. But when I do, I open myself up to God in such a way that it makes a stronger connection than I've ever had before. And I've talked to people who are the other way around, who need to step out of the boat. Some of you know who you are. Some of us, some of those people that need to step out of the boat and get moving need to open yourself up to that God is our refuge and our strength. And in the end, everything will be okay. And so I challenge you to, to, to wrestle with who you are, to, to open yourself up to God and what God may be saying to you. So find your whispering spot. And we can do that by being still, letting go, or stepping out. And that's how we get to know God. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Young Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.